Hello and welcome to the Listen Down. I'm Rich Brown with Hawksbury Musicians Network, and we're coming to you again from Studio Blues in Windsor. Uh, make sure to go to hmn.org.au and click podcast to listen to and download previous shows or look for the Listen Down on Spotify and Apple Music. Um, today we have Chris, JJ, Lachlan, and Anthony from Mountain Wizard Death Cult. Hello. Howdy. Good day. How's it going? Hey, hey. <laughs> Uh, Chris is the guitarist, JJ is the vocalist and lyricist, Lachlan is the drummer, and Anthony is the bassist. So rather than try and describe you myself, I would like to ask you how you would describe your music. What, you know, yeah, just what are you, how would you describe what you do? How would we describe uh, what we do? Good question. Thank you. <laughs> um, so pretty much we kind of come across the same like a sludge and doom band. Yeah. So it's like, you know, metal. Um, very abrasive, but it's more like down tempo majority of the time, like what's very groove based and very atmospheric. Um, so it's a big mix of genres. So like things like post metal, prog, sludge, doom, whatever, but we just kind of go under the moniker of sludge and doom because that seems to fit most of the vibe and the lyrics and everything. So a lot of that's come from the fact that the three of us come from such different musical backgrounds yep. like Chappie's straight metal mm-hmm. I've played in like indie bands rock bands blues bands Lockie has a lot of like hiatus coyote jazz influence and stuff like that okay. so there's a lot of elements that come into it yeah big old melting pot yep. Yep. yeah I'm just the outsider yeah and then JJ <laughs> comes well you're probably more of a straight metal dude as well yeah I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that more of a hardcore background yeah. really I was gonna say yep. yeah okay, you guys have had a really busy year Lots mm, of very shows. busy. Yeah. Mm. So, how many shows do you guys think you've played this year? Oh, Andrew oh. did account for us yeah. on Friday about 14 or 15 so far this no, year. No, that, no, that's no, just no. the ones that he's been to. They're yeah. the ones he's <laughs> been to. And he said he's missed like six or seven or something. Yeah. Oh, so Ch- Chap's got it all. Yeah, almost 20 shows. So, the first kind of like two or three shows we did, we just kind of tested the waters and played like friends' parties and. Right. Um, did like a, a festival for another local band where we played like two, three in the morning. Which that was, was back like, in December, like from September, December, wasn't it? Yeah. Was that yeah. Maruta Joe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Joe, Joe yeah. Stock, yeah, which is good fun because most of that was like psych and, and yeah. blues influenced, and then we were the only real kind of like heavy band sure. that woke everybody up at four. The loudest band, too. <laughs> the loudest. Uh, was that, well, that, that was really funny, actually. Like, we were looking around just going, oh man, everyone's decimated at this point. <laughs> we're like, you know what? It's, it's just Wake have some up. fun with it and all that. <laughs> Sort of thing. Then turned around, like when we started, turned around. And all of a sudden, like everyone's just awake. And yeah. Just like that just went nuts. Oh, there was even great. someone okay. on somebody else's shoulders at one yeah. point. <laughs> three in the morning. I think JJ was asleep two hours before we were supposed to go on. Mm. Oh well, had a lot of energy then. Oh, needed it. Had a lot of something. Yeah. But we started. We started doing those kind of shows. To like, we played a show here at Studio Boys as well um, oh. with Rudy Joe too. With uh, with a bunch of mates and whatever, and uh, like a party almost like at Lithgo. Yeah, um, you know, which is you know all the way out in the bush kind of thing. Which yep. is good to kind of was start. that rituals or no, no no that was in Katoomba. Okay, um, and that was you know probably in my opinion that was one of the, the first shows where everything really kind of started to come together. Okay, as far as except like, for the drum kit moving away <laughs> with every kick. <laughs> yeah, Lockie, Lockie's secret uh, weapon is ratchet strapped to the bass drum. Yeah, <laughs> ratchet strapped to the booty. Yeah, yeah, ain't yeah, stupid well. if it works. <laughs> Have to trademark that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so you guys recorded a song as well. Here yeah. at Studio Blues, right? Yeah, yeah. Recorded, mm-hmm. mixed it, and yep. um, so how did that go? When was when did you guys record that? 
Were you that, well, that was, that was December-ish we started, I think. Yeah, we started laying demo out. tracks down for it. Yeah, it took a long time to do one song. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. was probably but just... That was, a lot of that was ironing out the creases yeah. as well. That right. Was, yeah. There was a lot of know. trial and error that yeah. came into it. Yeah. Well, because, it sounds pretty solid. Well, oh, uh, thanks, yeah. thanks, man. Yeah, like, well. I, I, I think it's a testament especially to these guys. Um, you, you sound one way in a rehearsal space and different way on stage Mm. and you know in the studio it's a completely different ball game so you know pulling those sounds and really working on those kinds of details like that's why it took so long because Mm. we didn't know what we sounded like in a studio space yet so these guys and bluesy put a lot of love and effort into it he absolutely slayed it (coughs) you can hear his stamp on it like he's got a sound so it's very cool i think it was about a year probably over not too long over a year ago that I came to a rehearsal of you guys and it was like That's your right. first yeah. or second time. That's right. Yeah. And that was, yeah, you guys, I was just like, this is great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, was, thanks, man. it was just, yeah, you guys were sounding tight then. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad you guys were able to get in and put down a track. Well, we'd been jamming and rehearsing for like a year at that point. Yeah, I, I was going to oh, say. Not even actually like seven months yeah. before we'd actually even looked at playing gigs. Right, a year and a half ago, you it was just you two or maybe yeah, even right, a little yeah. over a year and a half and yeah. then you hopped in, mm. uh, Anthony. That's right. And um, yeah, and and a few months later, yeah, you joined. Yeah, my way in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I came kind of did, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I want to yeah. be a part of that. It's happening. <laughs> yeah. Oh, d- no, d- um, you're not wrong, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chapo came around um, uh, my place one night, and uh, look, we we're all headed to a show, and uh, wanted to show my my girlfriend, which is Anthony's sister, uh, oh. the tracks that they've been working on, and uh, he put the put it on, and as soon as I heard it, I just went, I I need to be, I, I need to do this. Yeah. And the whole night, I was bugging him about it, <laughs> like literally going, remember how I told you I'd like to do vocals, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious, right? He's like, you're not allowed. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I know. No, I heard you, man. I heard you. Man. Yeah, but no, remember? Well, that probably... must be special because you got to come a long ways to rehearse. It's quite a quite a journey for you to come because you live in the city. So yeah, you come yeah. all the way out here. It's... Everywhere is a journey to Windsor. It's true. We're all used to it. Yeah, to the city, it's quite a journey too. Uh, yeah. People always say you play a show. You're driving home. It's 45 minutes. Relax, bro. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. A new two a.m. Oh, is no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> Well, uh, we should listen to Eye of the Sun. Should we? Yeah, Let's we should. It. Let's do it. Why JJ's not? not looking forward to this. Are we, uh, we going to do a running commentary? <laughs> like, like, yeah. like they do like a director's uh, commentary? Uh, I'm not going to get all, all David Attenborough over Eye of the Sun. Sorry JJ's going JJ's, to... <laughs> <laughs> <here> we have... <laughs> JJ's going to suffer this. He just spent what? 20... Oh, yeah. Eight hours listening to the track 80 times over. Right, recording tapes. Doubling tapes. Yeah. One by one. Yeah. Oh. Oh, man. Well, here you go.
to listen to it again. I was telling <laughs> I was telling JJ uh, just yesterday. I think though. I'm numb to it now. <laughs> I, I didn't realize it went that long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it does. Yeah. <laughs> no one gets to the end. What was, it? what was it? Mitch Alexander played it on that Unearthed's Racket Takeover. He's like, Mountain Wizard Death Cult. A name as long as the song. <laughs> I was telling JJ just yesterday, whenever I, I still listen to the song regularly, and every time the riff comes in as the drop starts, I want to cry because I get that flood back of when I was off the plane and I heard it on Triple J. Oh, every yeah. single time, I'm just like, the first track I ever get on the radio and like the most obscure band I've ever been in. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really, it was that, that was a fucking moment too. Eh? Like, yeah. um, uh, we just gotten off the plane, come back from Melbourne. We're just, um, we're just hanging out, waiting for an Uber to arrive. And, um, like we get the messages through from these guys going, the song's being tri- played on triple J, like on the racket or whatever. We're like, Oh shit. All right. So there's a picture of us, like one earbud in, <laughs> like yeah. we're sharing this thing <laughs> and he's in just absolute bits. And I'm like, Oh man, I know I suck. Chris posting on it on Instagram. We're, I'm listening to myself on Triple J right now. Uh, what the hell? That's uh, awesome. We had to listen to it on a bloody Makita torch radio yeah, thing right. in our mate's backyard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was so surreal. Like, I jumped into this, a complete outsider to playing metal and all yeah. this sort of stuff, thinking this band's just going to be something else. It'll be something different. It'll be another thing that I can add to my list. Yeah. And it's gone and done. It's crushed the number one goal I've ever had in my life to get on the radio. Yeah. Like, yeah. But it was, it was like that. That's a hilarious story as well. Like how that ended up happening too. We were like, oh, we should set up an unearth page. And then it has to go through a screening process to get uploaded because mm. they have to make sure that it's got nothing like, you know, yeah. abusive yeah, or racist, you know, or, racist yeah. or whatever. And, um, Chapo set the page up and uploaded the song. So it was going through that screening process and Chapo was an, um, yeah, it was some sort of, it was some festival he was at, like Spl- Splinter at the Grass. And, uh, he got the message through saying, congratulations, your song has now been released on, um, on Earth. And he was like, started freaking out. Yeah, it was like, you were like, what the fuck? Oh no, the song's <laughs> being released because you know, of course, we have you know our stupid plans of yeah, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. Like, this is how we're gonna release the yeah, song. Right, plans. And all of a sudden, it just got released on Unearth, and we're like, you know what? No one knows we have a page. No one's gonna go and listen to it. No one cares or whatever. Next minute. All of a sudden, Fucking you're getting reviews. All of yeah, us, yeah, all of a sudden, the C, the CEO like, of Unearthed, yeah, he was no. reviewing it. Yeah, the metal dude, Mitch Alexander, he reviewed it. Yeah, a couple of the main presenters, they'd reviewed it and listened to it. Like, yeah, really good the, reviews yeah. from like, yeah, just immediately. Yeah, but it was it was such a strange series of events that just led to this yeah. thing. It was such a surprise so too because it got uploaded and none of us were looking at it. We were all just like distracted that weekend working or in Melbourne or whatever. And then I think Lockie went on on like the Sunday and he's like, uh, uh, guys, like half of Triple J have looked at the song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's going on? It was so surreal. Oh, yeah, so great. we so we accidentally released a song. Yeah. yeah. That's and it, right. Yeah. It was a happy accident. it's in my personal playlist and whenever it comes on i'm just so stoked i'm like oh boy i get to listen to this again (laughs) i've had that many people come up to me like after a gig or just friends that i'm hanging out with and that and they're like i am not into this like music at all yeah and they're like they hear this and they go i'm into it we don't know what we did but something happened meow meow So what's what's the song about? It's Eye of the Sun. So what is so you wrote the lyrics, right? Yeah, I like I shaped up the lyrics. Um, 
after uh, Chapo and I sort of, you know, had a bit of back and forth about yes. like what he felt because it, Chapo um, really because he's the main songwriter. Like mm-hmm. he'll he'll bring those ideas to the table. And like everybody will have, add their flavor and whatnot, but like you know where where he writes the the songs really comes from where he's sort of coming from as well yep. so it's yeah. kind of it's kind of like we all sort of you know have to marry up everything together to get that same kind of feeling through so um so sure. i think you take this one as far sure. as uh, yeah why not um yeah so like you said when we for first kind of like writing the songs uh, like that particular one was probably like the first song we actually kind of wrote so it started off with just me and Lockie like jamming it mm. Um, and there was, you know, there's a few riffs and I'm like, oh, there's some ideas there and it kept kind of coming together. And then as, you know, we started jamming more and, and playing more and then obviously there was like a, a kind of sound that was coming out or like a vibrant atmosphere, um, which wasn't really intentional, I would say. Like it wasn't like, okay, it needs to be this style. It was or super thing. organic. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, yeah. It, it, it was just, okay, here's some ideas and sometimes, you know, that idea would be a song within like, you know, one session. And other times it'd be like one riff and keep going on. But that particular track kind of just took shape pretty pretty quickly. Mm. Um, well, I think the way that song went together is like you played it, the structure was there, first go, and almost, that was it. Yeah. The song mm. was pretty much done. Almost. Yeah. But it was also like at that time when we first started um, doing it, like it was just me and Lockie and I was trying to have a crack on vocals, which... Yeah. It's not uh, fun for everyone else to listen to. <laughs> I thought it was pretty fun. Is that yeah. you laughing in the song? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah, it I recognise you it laughing. Yeah. I had to he, fight he, for that yeah, to be in there. They didn't want to do it. I was like, that is in. No, it's Chap cool. It's that. like this weird evil thing in the background. Yeah, exactly. That you can hear. It's exactly. Really cool. Yeah, exactly. And so <laughs> you, you did it as a joke once, and we're like, that has to be in the yeah. song. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> we, me and Lockie literally fought for it. We I only heard it recently. Like when I listened to it just a few days ago, I was like, was that what the hell was that? I had to rewind and listen. It is sneaky, but um, yeah. So when we we first started like I had like lyrics and whatever that was just kind of however I was feeling as part of the track was what I was kind of saying and it kind of felt like they had to go together mm. and that's the way I guess I've always viewed lyrics or like vocals as complementary to the overall tone mm. of everything um, so if you were to say you know I like to kind of keep it objective like whatever people kind of get out of it is whatever they get out of it mm-hmm. um, but for me I suppose that particular song was was more about um, just trying to take um, something negative or when you're going through like a like a relationship breakdown or you're going through like a really turbulent time or whatever that is, um, trying to kind of find within yourself the, I want to say necessarily the positive aspects of it, but um, what you bring out of it and what you learn from yourself from that. And there's certain like lyrics to the song which might be a little ambiguous, but they're kind of like a metaphorical and reference directly that. Yeah, um, that, that's the way I like to write. Mm. Most yeah. of all, is is basically just you say something else to describe something else. It leaves it open to it's interpretation. Very yeah. yeah, like you know, so so it also kind of allows other people to to grab their own grab, yeah. Their own. yeah like so we've got our own meaning but yeah, it, exactly. it allows sure. everybody else to sort of go actually i heard that yeah that's it and and i guess like the core of it um at the time was kind of like um the idea of um rejecting how someone else views you or whatever their kind of uh label they put on you or you know the the way they portray you in their own minds and how that's not necessarily the truth hmm. um but it can, you know, go across both ways. You might be very clouded and have a certain viewpoint of yourself, which is a complete lie. Yeah. 
Um, and then so sometimes going through that you know, really turbulent experience, it just gives you that reality check to to understand, oh, okay, no, this is actually how it is. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of what the track was about, which, which is part of the reason why I picked that one as, as the first song to do because it, I think it kind of set the tone that a lot of it is introspective. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I don't feel like it's necessarily introspective in the point of like, oh, listen to how I'm feeling. Right. More, more, more in the sense of like, that's why you know, the songs sound urgent and maybe they sound dark as it's, um, I guess, embracing or, or coming to terms with those aspects of, of yourself or of reality that. Yeah. But uh, then there's that positivity as well. Exactly. Like, yeah. And that's, and that's, you know, cause we're all positive guys. Like we're, yeah, we're not, very, we're not like, yeah. we're not like, you know, negative sort of down on the world sort of no. crap or whatever. Um, more I than anything, that's... we're all just drunk. <laughs> <laughs> While you're up, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, and, and that's why, that's why, you know, the, the last line in there is, um, you know, you know, now the sun is watching, watching, uh-huh. watching, because it doesn't matter what happens in your life. Like, the sun is still going to get up mm-hmm. the next day. It's always oh. going to be there. It's always, you know, there's always that light. There's always something there. You know what I mean? I think it's really interesting to hear your explanation because I think people assume when they listen to this kind of music that it's all just dark and negative and about mm. death and devil and all that kind of but crap. The, and it's bullshit. The, like, the biggest thing about true. this band is it's an out, out an outlet. Yeah. Yeah. Music sure. always is for people. Yeah. Mm. Being in a band is straight up a stress relief. It's, an anxiety cure it's yeah. all those sorts of things I agree. without music I don't survive yeah. I go nuts mm-hmm. I get, as JJ described it the other day a crackage it's literally like I need it <laughs> yeah. you need to play you got any more damn riffs I think people who <laughs> I think people who listen to, to heavy music specifically are not that they're more in touch with how they feel but they just it's it really is a way to to release any sort of uh, negativity you're feeling it's just a it's, yeah. it's absolutely true like um like i think my mum asked me years ago like why do you scream so much when you're playing music like <laughs> you know why is it you do that and i'm like well i do it on stage so i don't do it elsewhere mm. yeah like it's exactly. it's you know you you find that release through you know like you'll find it through drums like beating the shit out of something for mm-hmm. you know 45 minutes to three hours you know the throwing all your your emotion and anger through strings or like mm. or your, your feelings of joy and elation yeah, as well like exactly. expressing I, I that sort it's an exalting stuff. feeling it's, to be it is. Yeah, it's I reckon the best way I can describe metal is probably through a mosh pit it's like you got a circle of people trying to literally bash into each other but as soon as someone's on the deck yeah, everyone's everyone. everyone. yeah, yeah. yeah. it's, it's like it's one of these community. weird inclusive yeah. let's hurt each other but not hurt each other yeah. things. It's yeah. Like, yeah. everyone still loves each other everyone loves each other if anything if anything anyone in the metal community are probably the nicest people ever it's it's well anger is looked at as such a dark and bad emotion it's yeah. like it's something that everyone feels absolutely yeah. and it's something that needs to be let out otherwise if it's bottled up it comes out in yeah. much worse ways well i know it definitely got me through high school like, <laughs> <laughs> like i just was very angry in high school but metal for some reason was just my outlet like yeah, it just helped me yeah. through you know totally yeah. Something I like about you guys specifically compared to other bands that kind of are in this genre of doom, uh, you know, I, I don't, yeah, doom is, I don't feel like you guys are more than doom, is that, you know, sometimes those bands, the music is kind of an instant assault on your all your senses, which is fine, but you guys, you guys provide space and ambience, and, um, and, and you provide, and you also have all these different you could cross genres, like there's, there's just a lot of really interesting chord choices and space. There's definitely like a progressive side to it as well. Yeah, like we're definitely not a prog band, but no. 
that comes into play I think, in a yeah. lot of songs. There's I just pr- don't like labels, man. No, <laughs> exactly. It's progressive, but there's like psychedelic, but there's doom, but there's sludge. It's yeah, like, yeah. There's a lot of black metal. There's well, like, even you know. even samba apparently. Yes, yeah, yes. Apparently. Doomy samba. <laughs> <laughs> just wait. That's it. We <laughs> found the label. <laughs> no, I've, I uh, Chris showed me was previewing some. T- they're recording two new tracks and. Uh, yeah, it's just, to me, your songs take you on a journey. Like, they start on these kind of slow rides, and they take you up and down and all around. And, yeah, you don't get that with all bands. Like, a, a lot of bands just... Yeah. <laughs> and, like, they just drill right into you right away, and they don't, never let up. Yeah, for and, sure. Which is fine. Which is a but, great thing Yeah, no, I love heaps yeah, of that exactly. sort of yeah. shit. Yeah. No, That's you got to be in the space for it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, you got to be ready to... to bit, we, played, we played with a band at Petersham a few weeks ago called Mud. I was Melbourne. there. Yeah. You were there. That's <laughs> right, Rich. You were there. And they're exactly like that. They're yeah. kind of grindy, blackened, and they're, mm-hmm. it's just an assault for 40 minutes. But, yeah, but my awesome. God, it's yeah. awesome. It is so impressive. It's amazing. Like It's almost like they're athletes. Literally. Yeah. Yeah, I think but it's it's, in, it's intoxicating. It's it is, yeah, in. yeah, like, for sure. Especially to play it is mm. like you know I've been in heavy bands, not this heavy, but not that heavy, but just just something about playing heavy music that is just it's fun. It's yeah, yeah it's a drug. <laughs> it is. You know, it yeah, really is. Yeah. Like it, it really it's is better than any drug, really. Yeah. Oh well, you know, it's about it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that one would be. Okay. <laughs> well, just just on that note as well, like um, uh, as far as there being space in, mm. in, in the music there were like, we've talked so much about, um, like, uh, <laughs> very good. Uh, we've talked so much about giving the music, the room that it deserves. So the music can, the music can say what it needs to say without someone over the top saying it sort of thing. Yeah. Like yep. the, uh, uh, these guys were together for ages before I came into the fold and, so Chap they, and I have been jamming for bloody getting on ten years yeah, almost. Yeah. Wow, really? On and off. Yeah. yeah, and it's you know it's like they they already had those songs like mapped out and worked out and like I kind of had to sort of come in and see where I would find your space. Fit. Yeah, find my space. But it would have been difficult wasn't... for you to do that, I reckon, as well, because they were kind of written almost to be instrumental. Instrumental, exactly. So it's yeah. hard to bring vocals into a track without. Yeah putting too much for sure they were yeah. definitely written like they were definitely written with vocals in mind at, like, it's, it's at, hard to write unless you are the vocalist I guess yeah, to actually compose it. the music for and sure. leave space for it yeah yeah mm. they, they were definitely written with vocals in mind but until you kind of have that you know that tone there then things change yeah um, but with that particular song and the ones that we're you know going to be having coming up next they were fairly done instrumentally before I remember had, yeah because when I went to your rehearsals I was like oh you guys are like you could be just like this and just go out and rock. And we had a few people say that, didn't we? Yeah. yeah, we did have some people wanting us to do that. But we, I think for me, the big thing was I, I didn't feel that instrumentally it kind of had the, like the urgency or the impact that, You're right. that it could have had. JJ was the, the missing element. That's right. 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's been, yeah. it's been really good to see as well, like just how over time things have kind of come more together and mm. like tonally it's working more and more. It does feel like uh, the more that we're playing together and the more shows we're doing, the, the kind of more it just is its own thing and yeah. we just kind of yeah, doing what we do it to service you know yeah. bigger thing and it's always very, it's always treating it like a work in progress yeah. like yeah. it's it's never it's never a finished thing it's it, was, like, it was very interesting at first because you used to get a lot of opinions thrown at us like oh I'm not a fan of this I'm not a fan of that and it's like well the four of us like it mm. so what does that matter like yeah no you can't listen to yeah people if you ask for opinions 
or advice, you're going to get all sorts well, of stuff. Well, if you don't back yourselves, who, yeah. who's going to? Oh, well, you know, opinions are like assholes. Some Everyone stink. has one. <laughs> no, some sink worse than others. Ah. <laughs> but I think um, as well, like, just on like you say, with like space and having like the, the kind of, you know, like, yeah, not, like the heavy parts and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, like even yesterday, for example, I know we were at um, – at like a like a metal festival, which is like a East West like Death Grind Fest, which is a bunch of like grindcore and death metal bands and whatever, like lots of Aussie bands, which is awesome. It was yep. a good fun. That's like straight up balls to the walls, just heavy, right? Yeah. But then we're all after that actually went and saw like a post rock band called We Lost the Sea, and it's like I'm going to enjoy both of those styles, yeah, just as much as the other, mm-hmm. um, but for different reasons. And I think there's like set and setting. So I know for me, my favorite thing is to when I go watch a band is to like. Once they start, they're on, like, whatever their vibe is or the atmosphere is, like, you can't not um, kind of pay attention to it in the sense that it is what it is. Yep. And, and that, that's, that's my favourite thing about bands. When I, like, when I go see a band, I'm like, that's just who they are, that's just what yeah. they do. Their message comes across in, in the sound and I think sometimes having that space allows you to kind of um, breathe a little bit in a way so that you're not just being you know, smashed over the head so often that you yeah. can't really process what's happening. Yeah. Well, see, that's a perfect compliment on your musical taste. You don't judge it. You take it for what it is. You hear it and you go, "That's I like that or I don't like it. It's simple as that. You don't yeah. go, oh, it's not my thing or it's like... Or they could do this better. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas a lot of people throw their own opinions at it and they try... Everyone's a critic apparently. Yeah. Whereas if you hear something and you can just appreciate it, mm-hmm. that's probably the ultimate way to listen to music. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you either like it or you don't. And if you don't, turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> Or at yeah, the exactly. very least, give it a give it a solid crack and yeah. try to appreciate it. Sure, yeah, appreciate the the time and energy it went into making it. Exactly, right? yeah. yeah, you can always do that. Um, so Chris sent me a list of songs that I turned into a playlist, which you can find on the website. Um, if you go to and I create, I'll have a page for them up. Cool. And so Chris sent me a bunch of songs, and then when I was hanging out with JJ and a few, of, yeah, after that show in Petersham. Um, his girlfriend took me on a journey through all these bands. <laughs> so I was taking notes. And I got a few from him as well, so I stuck them in there. Um, Jennifer Langton is a unique character. She's uh, on like record an encyclopedia now. of this scene. Oh, she is something phenomenal yeah. when, it, when it comes to just life. Yeah, she's got a very big heart. Like she's I love really, you, boo. Like, yeah, I love she, you, boo. Yeah. But <laughs> no, she, um, she is, yeah... To, from the second we started talking, like when we first met, I was like floored, <laughs> absolutely floored by her, um, her ability to see what is happening before it happens. Hmm. And you know, in, in that way, in that regard, like Chapo and uh, and Jen have been um, uh, friends for uh, I don't know how long, long like time. a very very long time and they've got that same sort of personality like they they can pick up on stuff that like yeah. before it happens yeah. like you know they and ride then, the wave you know when it just when it starts to swell they're like they're, yeah. they're there with their board yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly exactly like it's having an image of them surfing it's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> Jen, the, Jen yeah. the vampire of Ashfield I, I, yeah. yeah. I, know, I know what's gonna happen I'm gonna eat shit I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna be like this is awesome <laughs> and Jen is looking confused as to why she's in the ocean because <laughs> she hates it but that with JJ just saying like Jen and Chap have known each other for years Lucky and Chappie have known each other for years I've known JJ now for a good four years wow. I've actually known Chappie a lot longer than I realised I've known Lucky since I was about 14 it's been this weird collective of things where it's like we all knew each other for a very long time and it all just 
collated at the center point, and all of a sudden it's a band of mates. Yeah, that works really yeah. well. Yeah, it and sounds as, like it. And as Jen always says, I own seventy five percent stock in the band because <laughs> <laughs> she knew Ooh. the three of us. <laughs> it just leaves you. Yeah. And she's yeah. trying to get stock of you. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> probably. She's trying to own you. Well, so when you go through, it's a really awesome playlist. Like there's, there's stuff in there I never heard. And, um, so now, you know, you can go down the Spotify rabbit hole and listen to related artists and all that stuff. But when I listen to it again, you guys, you, you float around the genres, but to me, you're kind of like a, a combination of, um, ISIS and, and Russian circles. Mad. That's yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's kind of what, yeah. with me, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I love Russian circles. They're one of my favorites. Same. And, um, and ISIS. Yeah. I'd never heard ISIS before. ISIS and the band, not the group. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. The band. The band. The terrorist organization. Hey, we have to make that distinction, but yeah, Aaron yeah. and all no. his musical endeavors. Is yeah. Like they're a collective. Sounds like there's a bunch of different rotating people in that. Didn't they stop the band because of the name? I don't, no, no I don't think that. they're really a collective. They were kind of like in the 2000s. I don't know if they kind of they started in the 90s or in the 2000s, but they kind of had this run and came up as like, you know, tour, you know, at their peak with Lateralis and I think they toured with them and did a lot of other things. But Aaron had another band called um, Old Man Gloom, which are really sludgy as well, with okay. the guys from Cave In as well. And Isis was their more kind of like, it was like sludgy, but it was also proggy and they had some clean vocals and it's very atmospheric and whatnot. Yeah. So they're definitely a big influence. There's no doubt about that. Mm. Um, and he's gone on to do um, different things, but yeah, they're not doing anything anymore. They're like a one-off show okay. a few, like earlier in the year, but they're still... They're still I really also seen. hear a little bit of YOB... The guitar, yob. some of the guitar. Yeah, is it yob, yob or yob? Yeah, yob. Oh, okay. yob. I didn't want to say yob because it didn't sound right. I was like, it's <laughs> got to be like yob. The ultimate uh, doom band. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I hear a lot of, in, I, especially with the yeah, guitar playing. There is I a bit of influence there yeah. for sure. I do love yob. Yob were actually <laughs> the band. Chap had shown me Isis, High on Fire, all these bands, and yeah. Gojira. I was into Mastodon early. Primitive on. Man. Primitive yeah. Man. All these stuff, and I was trying to get a grasp of what he was trying to do, and then he showed me yob, and straight away I was like. I know yeah. what the band's doing now. They're like between stoner and doom. Like, because mm. the singer sounds more like a stoner singer, but then the band, the music is doom. So it's, it's cool. It's yeah. Well, they're 20 minutes songs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, well, they're, they're unique because, like, they've only released, like, a couple albums, and, you know, maybe I may always have a good laugh because on one of the live albums, they do the whole, like, we are going to play four songs. <laughs> it will be one hour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they're, like, and their whole story as well with, um, if anyone likes the old looking into how Mike, like, almost passed away and came back and the newest album's amazing oh. um, but yeah definitely a massive inspiration and that was one of the I think one of the, the big things for me of wanting to even start something up again was a few years ago they played a Sydney show um, and I was starting to you know because I grew up listening to you know Heaps of different stuff, but you know, like a kid in high school listening to like you know Aussie hardcore and, and you know all mm -hmm. your big kind of commercial metal bands and whatnot. Um, and then kind of went away from a lot of that style of music, and then I started listening to like a lot of Sleep and, yep. and like Sun and Yob and things like that. And especially seeing Yob live, I remember just it just finishing and just being like, "What was that?" <laughs> like it was just so like engrossing at the time and nothing I'd ever seen. Yeah. Um, so it definitely was part of the inspiration to, to start this. And I suppose that's where part of the you know the atmosphere and space comes from as well because they do all of that. Mm. Um, yeah. One of the bands that JJ showed me, High Tension, is a mm. Sydney band, right? Yeah. Melbourne. 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 Okay. Melbourne, yeah. Um, yeah. They're awesome. Yeah. And I can hear yeah, how so they've good. influenced so you. I, I, it's a female vocalist. Yeah. And she's amazing. She is, uh, she is captivating. You watch weapon. her live and yeah. she's oh. unbelievable. Eh? She's an ab absolute weapon. Yeah, right. I can definitely see Karina, her. Karina, if you're listening to this, I love you. 
<laughs> and and can you please do a guest spot for us? Yeah. <laughs> no, they're amazing. A little funny story was I actually brought a, a friend who doesn't listen to any heavy music at all. We're meeting up at, at the Lansdowne a few like months ago. And she's like, we met up for a few drinks and... She's like, oh, I might come up, but I really don't like heavy music. I'm like, listen, this is this is the gig for you to come up to. Like, it, it was low um, and high tension. Um, and so I was like, this is it. And I remember she was watching, and she was watching low at the start. And then the other starts, you know, she's not a metalhead. So she's like, oh, this is a bit full on. And then halfway through the set, she's like, this is sick. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, wait till you see high tension. And she was just like, you know, jaw to the floor. I could not believe what she was seeing. Yeah. Um, and now she's been coming to shows, which is cool. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. so, Converted her. But yeah, I mean, a bit, like high tension, high tension are like something special as well because, um, you know, the Nation Blue as well, mm-hmm. which was, um, yeah, the, a bunch of guys from uh, the Nation Blue or actually a couple of the guys, bassist and guitarist from Nation Blue um, are in high tension and you can just hear this this amazing like you know black and rock and roll sort of uh, just i don't know just yeah this yeah. just this phenomenal it, like even like their melodics and their grooves yeah. and all that sort of thing are just oh yeah that was one of the things that stuck days. out to me was that they do this you know really assault and then it's just there's melodic stuff it's yeah. really really great yeah. yeah so jj what's your history with bands music you've been in how many bands have you been in? Uh, I've lost count. <laughs> <laughs> and have they all been, been around? Like, yeah, what's... What, like, can you give me, like, a an overview? An overview. Um, <laughs> all right, so... Uh, first real band started in, I think, uh, 2000. That was my first, like, actual proper yeah. band. Of course, you know, stuff in high school and whatnot. Um, but... Uh, Jeez, man, like, it's been an absolute mix of, like... Did uh, you start off doing hardcore? Yeah, it was It was more of a sort of, like, um, yeah, absolutely obsessed with, like, Poison the Well and all that sort of stuff. Okay. So more of that sort of melodic sort of hardcore mm-hmm. um, that has, you know, sort of metallic hardcore influences in there as well. Uh, then I moved into a, another band that was... Um, uh, more deathcore mm-hmm. when deathcore was just a very infant sort of yeah. you know subgenre uh then from there went to started like playing in a rock band so started singing in a rock band sort of thing and then then into another hardcore band mm-hmm. and now into this yeah. like so it's it's been a very a varying history sort of thing yeah. of like you know clean vocals scream vocals mm. all that so I think one thing that I appreciate about your vocals is that it's um, you use it as an instrument. It's it's like it, everything in this band, nobody's dominating. It's it's very it feels like a like a, a coalition, you know, or a, or a co a co op, you know, like you're all just there to make the best song. Yeah. And so when you're you know like your vocals just come in, you know, like this kind of haunting thing, and then it just you know you take over for a little while and you release to the next, and it's good. Oh, thanks. Okay, everyone everyone thanks, has man. their moment. Yeah, yeah, for sure. In every song where it's like each person has got their just one thing where they highlight it. Yeah. And then everyone jumps out at one point and then we all come in again and it's all a conclusive thing. And I think that's what makes bands great. Like if you're not yeah, able definitely. to do that, then you're kind of screwed. Yeah. And <laughs> and that's uh, the thing as well. Like if, if you listen to um, 
well, you can really just listen to the one song at the moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but like what we try and do as well is 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 not have the vocals sitting so forward yeah. in the mix either. Like you're having it a, sitting a little bit back, like it's you know almost wrapped in the blanket of the music. Yeah. Uh, just so that's not the dominant feature of it. And there's some reverb and delay on there too to yeah. like kind of push it even further to the edges of the stereo, you know, yeah, like you're, exactly. you're it's it's wide. Mm. <laughs> yeah. The mix is wide. That's cool. Yeah. So Chris. That's me. Yes, that is. So what, how did you <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's gonna haunt my dreams. <laughs> you know, JJ uh, standing uh, gave me uh, I wake up in uh, middle of the night. Chris. Chris <laughs> <laughs> How did you get into heavy music? Have you always been? Have you has it always been heavy music, or are you just like, Ooh. yeah, like? Um, all right, that's a good question. Um, Thank you. So actually, <laughs> first CD I ever had, like my own first CD, yeah, uh, my brother gave to me, and it was a System of a Down CD, mm. and it was Toxicity, which good album. The, great album, yeah, good exactly. Album. Which, Classic, at, which really. at the time was like. What? It's the heaviest yeah. you could possibly hear at, at that the time. time. <laughs> yeah, it was like, what for that is age, this? yeah, yeah. Like, you, want, you know, being know like my a little first CD. Or was it? Days of Thunder soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> mine, was, mine was Jet Get Born. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, God. Get I think you. I was Quiet Riot. Quiet Riot. Stadium Arcadium. Stadium Arcadium Chili. That was the first bad. album I ever bought. Show on your age there, Ooh, But mine was a cassette. Which, <laughs> yeah. Man, I had the Top Gun soundtrack on oh, yeah, cassette. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that's 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 cringy. I think we're moving towards the danger zone. Now. Yeah, we are. Hey, <laughs> no matter, oh, no matter what bad. you say, mate, no matter bad. what you say, it's a bang on song. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, that was the first. I think that was the first like actual CD that I ever had when I was like twelve or thirteen or something. And For twelve or thirteen, that's pretty heavy. Yeah, it was. It was like it was like, and my my parents wouldn't have been keen that I had a copy of that, mm. but. I loved it. I played mm, it to death. Of and I was just like, you know, especially because this movie had such a wacky band anyway. Yeah. And they were, you know, on the radio. So it was like, yeah. this is cool. You yeah. know what I mean? And like, really kind of got me into it. And then at that stage as well, you know, being in like in early noughties, I was like, like a lot of people listening to like all that emo and pop punk and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. But also, you know, I was, I was learning how to play guitar. So I was like playing like Nightwish songs and learning Dream Theater songs and, and, okay. and, and that whole thing, you know, playing tool tracks and all that. So learning how to play guitar and then getting more into like heavier music from that. Cause you know, like a lot of when you play guitar, you're either, yeah. you either go towards heavy or you go towards like clean rock. Yeah, kind exactly. of like. <laughs> you, you, you discover that, you know, you can, you can plug a $80 distortion pedal into an amp and, and feel like that you're, Doing God. something with some balls. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget so, drop D tuning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You oh, have you ever seen that meme with a when you discover drop D tuning? Ooh, yeah, oh, it was kind of like that. That, so, first, that first day. <sighs> yeah, exactly. It was kind of like that. So I started playing, and then so I played like you know music throughout high school, and I got lessons and, and did different things and whatever. But then I've always kind of like just gravitated towards that kind of stuff yeah. and I suppose as well probably just because of my upbringing like I also liked the more ambient and, and yeah you can hear that in there yeah and, and and more like laid back kind of music where it's just kind of you know again like atmospheric and whatnot so yeah. it really appealed to me that you know there was something which is like just heavy and again it's like nothing would at the time would jam me up more than putting on something that was like really heavy and whatever just to forget about whatever was going on and just to be in yeah. that moment. So yeah. I think that was probably the big thing where I kept gravitating back towards it. And then even as time would go on and I'd, you know, want to learn other things and, you know, start you know, working like finger picking and getting mm-hmm. acoustic and playing like, you know, things in school and pop and whatever. Yeah. 
I just would just keep going back towards those sounds. Yep. And then I guess over time, it just became more of the sounds, more so than even like the technicality yeah. or like the riffs and just... Yeah. Well, I met yeah. you at River Music. Yeah, when and, I worked at the guitar yeah. shop there, yeah. And uh, so I imagine that you, you know, you probably, I mean, you basically just sat around and played guitar a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, poorly. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I, I butchered lots of guitars and amps. <laughs> you sure. made them secondhand. Yeah, you made them secondhand. <laughs> yeah. But, you, but you, that's a, I think the biggest thing from that story, like I, I, working in that shop was like such an awesome experience at that point in time. I always wanted to work in a shop. Yeah, I was always you met like, a lot of people. You met pretty much everybody in the whole yeah the in the scene, area. Really. And like, I always wanted to work in a guitar store, and I always wanted to work there. So I remember when I had the chance, I had like a much better paying job at the time, and I was like, Nah, screw this! Like I'm yeah. gonna do it. Cheers to Pete Reynolds. That guy's awesome. Legend, yeah, absolute absolutely legend of a dude. He's the man. Like the Pete. But yeah, I, I found that like listening to like lots of different players, like you get some guys that come in and it's just they wouldn't. They just play whatever they play, yeah. and it's like they'll sit in the amp room for like an hour, and you do not get sick of it just because they have that <laughs> yeah. that tone. But I think I just definitely found over time is like you don't need to be um, necessarily like a shred machine, no. or necessarily need to to like it's good to be well rounded. But I think it just takes time for some people to kind of find what how they sound. Yeah. Sounds like something a non shred machine would say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm just covering up for my crap. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, but I guess that, that's part of it is like I started listening to that and then as time went on, like a lot of people, you start to get more and more obscure and you have your phases where you're listening to, you know, heaps out there like black metal or something and then yeah. you come back and listen to like indie music for like a month. <laughs> hmm. So Lachlan. That's me. Yeah. Drummer. The Red Baron. <laughs> the Red um, Baron. The Red Baron. <laughs> nice. So Anthony says that you've got jazz background. Does he though? Does he? Does he? Maybe not jazz background, but a lot of... I wish I had love, jazz a lot of love for jazz music. <laughs> a lot music. of love for jazz. Like, right. for instance, like Hyatt's Coyote stuff, and stuff like that. Well, yeah. I can hear it in your when you, you know there's drummers who are just like and they just play the beat, but you do ghost notes on your snare a lot. Yeah, my left hand like never stops. Yeah, it always has to go. Yeah, if that's not going, I just get bored <laughs> because they are like big doomy riffs. So the beats that sort of fit with it, there's a lot of space. Riff, there's a lot of space. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I try to fill that with my left hand. It's just always going. Yep. Whether I know it or not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's I, I think Yeah, my favorite drummers are the ones who have the you know, who are able to to in, supply those notes between the space, you know, and it's not too much. It's just, you know, it's just enough to provide this really cool groove, you know, which yeah. you do very well. So it's like yeah. that riff crackage again. Yeah, it is. But it's your left hand for snare notes. <laughs> but I kinda like pick that up just um trying to learn carnival songs. Carnival songs. Yes. Like but yeah, Steve Steve Judd, like he's always got his left hand going. Yeah. And specifically uh Goliath, trying to learn that, and that's just ghost notes the whole time. Yeah. So I think once I started learning that, I just applied it to everything that I played. <laughs> just why not? accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> but it's sick. Like it, it it's, is sick. <laughs> it's I fun. love it, man. I that's one of it's my favorite drummers do that, you know. It's the way to be, man. It is. Um so uh but you also play other instruments. Yeah, so I've played guitar since I was nine years old. That was like my first instrument. And then with that comes bass. Yeah. Like it's not hard to figure yeah, that out once you hey, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all right. I went the same way, so it's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, it's bassists not, man. It's true. true. It's true. <laughs> what do you say? Bassists are just failed guitarists. <laughs> Sorry, Tony. He's right here. I'm going to leave. <laughs> Can you grab us a beer on your way out? <laughs> But yeah, so that that was um, how I first started music. But then my brother 
my oldest brother just taught me like the standard rock beat on his little cheap power beat drum mm. kit. Okay. And I just thought that was the sickest thing ever. Yeah. And my other brother was like learning at the time, but I ended up kind of surpassing him, I guess. And he kind of cracked the shit and never, <laughs> and never played again because I was showing him up. His little brother was playing circles around him, so he just he just gave up. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's pretty much how I started. I'm more of a drummer now. Okay. Even though I started guitar first. Yeah. And what do you love about drumming? Um, kind of like what we were talking about before, just the release of like mm, everything. The primitive thing of it. It's, yeah. Man gets to whack things. Yeah. Man hit rock. It's, beautif- it's beautifully primitive drums, I think. It is. They really are. They're just such a tension well, And that's what I like about the slowness. You know, it's just that gives it that primal, tribal kind of... There's a lot of room to just put that in there, you know? Yeah. Just, it but feels like a, you're going on a hunt. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah Preparing for the hunt. Yeah. Seeking a conga player. Where's the mammoth? <laughs> but there's like, a, I tend to put like a lot of power into it just as that release. Yeah. Like yeah. if you're an angry, angry man. You've seen our rehearsals, seen our gigs. Yep. I'm, the hair comes out. The hair comes out <laughs> and I tend to try to smash the bloody drum kit as hard as I possibly Dude. can. Yeah, and do as much damage on myself. I don't know. How to do, <laughs> do you get? Do you ever get your hair you wrapped play. in your your sticks and you pull your hair out? Too many times. Yeah, the lands. Wait, wait, oh no, what happened on Friday before you even started playing? You're like, chat. I think like, I broke my finger. Yeah, you're like, I think I just broke my finger, man. I'm like, we gotta start playing, man. Yeah, just oh, doing shit. a sound check. String, take the 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 stick to your finger, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was agony, man. I cracked my cracked my finger off the snare rim before we even started playing. Ow. And, um, yeah, every hit of the stick, the shock just travelled through the stick and into my finger, and it was bloody agony for 40 minutes <laughs> oh, or so. Wasn't it That's the, so metal. Didn't we play upstairs at the Lansdowne and your hair got, like, caught in the lighting rig? Hair got caught in the lighting rig, yeah. <laughs> well, for how long we've been playing, we've had a few injuries. My face got busted open. Oh, yeah, that I saw that photo of you with Sorry about that, chap. Sorry, yeah. chap. I've got a permanent scar now. Yeah, if you guys got, oh, could oh. see this. Ladies, gotta, ladies, yeah. it's pretty sexy. It looks awesome. that hot. Well, they, they, they did say to me, like, I saw the doctor the next day because we were the first band on and it was like literally in the last like 30 seconds of of the set and then Tony just came over my like the side of the stage I was on and we were, I was like headbanging and somehow I threw my head upwards into the bottom of his base. Oh, no. No, 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 no. We both were coming down oh, yeah. and I've come over the top and literally Clubbed him oh, with the top of my base. And then the tuning key like got smashed off. We found it on the stage. Like, what the hell was that? We just find the tuning key broken on the ground. Like, oh, shit. Oh, is that where that picture of you holding your base upside down? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. on the ground and ripped the strings and off. Then, and then I like, just had blood. I like, could just see the look at people's faces. Like, oh, what the hell? And I just felt the blood going down my gnarly, face. Man. But I had the adrenaline going at the time. So I was going to keep going. And I was just trying to pack up. And everyone's trying to know. My girlfriend and some other people at the time were trying to take care of me, love them. But I was just too stubborn. I'm like, no, nah, I want to stay and watch the rest of the bands. So it was a massive got, split, man. It was, like, there was so split. much blood. You probably should have calmed down and probably. let us fix you up first. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, by the time I got to the doctor the next day, he's like, listen. <laughs> Don't do that it's again. It's too late to do anything about it, but you are going to look tough. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, I don't believe him, but... Yeah, you're not that tough. No, I'm no pirate. Oh, but you look tough on stage. You got you, you oh, put yeah. on a persona. It's like this evil troll. You're just like... <laughs> <laughs> troll, you say? Troll. Troll or elf like or the hobgoblin. Troll, you know, like... Hobgoblin or something like that. Yeah, no, and you get off stage, you're more of a gremlin. <laughs> yeah, <a> sesh gremlin. <laughs> no, I'm gone, man. That, that, that's a, that, that, okay, all right, everybody. He's not actually a predator. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> right. No, no. no, I'm gone. That's that, that's what I've, I've found. Like after you know we first started playing, 
I found that I was like pretty inside my own head as we were playing. Like okay. I'm listening, but I'm also playing and I kind of couldn't separate the two. I was like yeah. hyper aware, yeah. which was horrible. Because yeah, because, sure. because I you couldn't can't be like that. I couldn't yeah. just enjoy like what was happening because every time I was so like hypercritical what was going on, but now it's it's, it's funny. It's like once we you know get like one or two songs in and we and we start mm-hmm. doing whatever. I'm I'm gone. Oh, like, I like your persona a lot. I like well, your your persona on stage is great. It's every yeah. one of you have a yeah. You're very. It's you each have a persona on stage. It's very cool. Oh, thanks. You, well, yeah. It's strange. It's definitely strange because it, it, I you know I definitely feel like myself, but at the same time. It's like, you know, I'm very quiet. I don't say much. And usually I don't shut up. Yeah, but you, you look out at the audience with this menacing stare like... Whoa. Yeah, I, I, tend, I tend to pull some faces. You've got yeah. to embrace it. No, yeah, well, he's letting his guitar talk for him. Yeah. yeah. And then Anthony's for once. over on the floor. Yeah, he keeps closing like, his mouth for a while. Anthony's over on the floor with his pedals and, like, you know, he'll be on his back playing his bass and shit. It's cool. So he spent, like, the last half of the last song... Sitting on the floor. Sitting on the floor because yeah. he's strapped. At your More last than gig. that, man. Yeah. It was you're on the floor for ages. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, that was a trip. It's, well, it's starting to become a theme, actually. Just feel like on he the just ground. wants to sit down. You well, should yeah. play a whole set just laying on your back. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, you know. You go nuts. Yeah. Well, what's the point? Was if something something worth doing is worth overdoing. So yeah. fucking no. Go nuts. I, what, what, when you're on the floor, so fall asleep next time. Then, <laughs> well, you're being like a because I have you know I like knobs and dials on my pedals too, and 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 I, I know what you're doing, and it's cool. You're providing you're creating this atmosphere with your bass. You're not just playing notes. You're you, you've got these like delay pedals, and you're fucking around with the speed and shit, and you're creating these cool feedback loops. And yeah, no, I cheers, man. Thank you. It's awesome. So now that we're on you, how um, I know that your background isn't heavy music right it's like well, what you were saying my background listening I mean the first proper bands I was into when I started listening to music was because of my sister Jen and she showed me Tool System of a Down okay. uh, Slipknot as an 8 year old listening yeah. to Slipknot in primary school <laughs> the teachers and the kids were pretty scared yeah I bet so they were a bit worried but I was I was fully into it Yeah, I loved it and yeah. I always have Sure, and then that's always kept going but then my flight uh, the two biggest musical influences in my life are like my mum and my sister Yeah, my mum was showing me the likes of Fleetwood Mac and Eric Clapton and sure. Thin Lizzy, Thin Lizzy, oh. all the classic stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I had Jen showing me this completely different world. Yeah, and the new world. So it was a great collision <laughs> of stuff. Yeah. And then I think Jen was the one who showed me the Chili Peppers, and they're my favorite band of all time. And it's, yeah. so I've got this. I've just got a lot of stuff going. Yeah, it's funny because I, I I first saw you on Band Mix. And, I thought, and you have oh, really? a you have a you have a photo on there. You look like Flea. I thought, who's this guy? He looks just like Flea. And yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, Shame I didn't even know that existed. Band mix. Oh, no. Yeah, it was before I found you guys. Yeah, I was like, oh, this guy's in Bly Park. Yep. Yeah, that's mad. I'm He's gonna have to go and look at that. It was, after, <laughs> it was after I fell out with the project before it, and yeah, then yeah. I hit you two up, going, "What are you guys doing? I need another band." Just riffing, man. That's yeah. hilarious. And join these guys, and yeah. it was the perfect combination. So, you, so obviously, you enjoy playing in a heavy band. What's your yeah? What do you what do you think of it? What oh, I love it. Yeah, I absolutely love it. The adrenaline that comes out of this band is just in. It's too much. It's yeah. so good. Every time we start up the set, as soon as that first note comes in, old Charlie Two Amps over here, his amps fire up. Charlie Two Amps. And then yeah, Lockie's wailing on the cymbals. And then <laughs> it's just like, it's it, you just straight away go, right, three, two, one, let's go. Yeah. It's so good. So there's a, there's, you know, obviously there's a metal scene in Sydney. I don't know if it's, if there's, it seems like there's something new happening. Like, am I right about that? Or is it, has it been there's around a for resurg- a while? There's or? a resurgence coming. No, yeah, it, it, feels like it, it. Is, it is, it is something different. Yeah. Like I'll say that it's something different now. Like, um, 
There's from, an energy for sure. From the, the sort of stuff that I've experienced over the past, you know, kind of five years, I'd say like um, something is kind of changing. It seems like uh, there's more maturity that's taking place in the heavy music scene at the moment. Um, people are kind of turning their backs on, you know, the, I guess the same old sort of juvenile yeah. kind of, Antics. yeah, yeah. You know, like, uh, like a, a, a lot of bands that just, you know, sort of play the same, same thing that's been done over and over and yeah. over again kind of thing. And like, uh, especially with us, we gravitate, more towards a lot of sort of underground sort of stuff that's happening because like you have to understand as well like the underground is a thing that is going to be the big thing tomorrow yep like you know so it's always kind of going out and seeing this more experimental more sort of like on the edge sort of stuff like that that will actually end up influencing you a lot more yeah you know, so yeah, no, there's a, it's a scene. History teaches us as well. It seems to be at the turn of every decade, there's always a new scene that's starting to come up, like yeah. the 60s to the 70s, the 70s to the 80s. That was the 80s profound. went from like glam hair metal to grunge and right. rock again, and then the 90s changed from the thousands again. And yep. It seems like now, 2019 into 2020, it seems to be evolving again. I feel like, and I keep hoping that this is the case, that there's going to be a rebellion against this, um, R&B thing you know like that seems to be dominated not that you know like there's some R&B that's really good but it's just well, been it's well like, like I think you're onto something there like as you were saying Anthony like uh, history repeating itself if you look at the the, the mid to late 90s it was all R&B mm -hmm. it was all R&B electronica like you know yeah. the infancy of techno and all that sort of stuff yeah. then you get to the the very late 90s and all that sort of thing all of a sudden you've got like Limp Bizkit and mm -hmm. System of a Down all and metal, all so the new metal corn Corn, yeah. like you know, this insanely heavy band being mm -hmm. played on daytime radio, yeah, kind of like thing. DJs and stuff, you know. Yeah. And it's like you know, like all of a sudden things just switched suddenly to that, and then from the new metal stuff that went into hardcore. But yeah. then, you know, from from that kind of thing, there was a rebellion against what was happening there to that more indie sort of sound yeah. that became really huge and. And now we've kind of gone back into that sort of R&B, you know, a lot of the Kanye, the Nicki Minaj sort of, yep. you know, that sort of thing. Um, and, you know, let's say it, false hip hop. Yes. Sorry. No. Well, Mumble rap. Well, yeah. <laughs> hey, well, look, look, OG, OG. No. Um, <laughs> JJ's old school. Yeah, oh, look, yeah, man. No. I lived in I'm LA in 1988, dude. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's pretty OG. True. True. <laughs> so, like, you know, so I, I think that's once again, that cycle is now kind of coming back around again. But it's, I hope so. It's happening in a different way. It's. I think. As it know, always does. Of course, there's always like good elements to every genre. Like, there's some good RB out there, but the thing that bugs me the most about it is the the overproduced stuff the stuff that's too clean you know mm. and it's yeah and that's what i like about this scene is that it's not clean at all like well, there's, well there's, it's you know. it's all about organics like you yeah. know as, as far as like r&b is concerned i'd say you know the most organic um artists like and look to be honest i'm i'm no expert on you know that that genre whatsoever but yeah. you know the weekend it's like brutally honest, yeah. but uh, so much of what he does is so organic yeah. in like the creation of the music and his vocal techniques are just off the chart. Mm -hmm. like, amazing. 
then you've got like Childish Gambino, mm. like you know, right. like his shining jewel. Uh, yeah, like absolutely. But he's harkening phenomenal. back to the '70s. Like he's yeah. bringing yeah. some amazing songwriting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but, but, but there it is. Like he's going back to like what R&B was originally, exactly, and bringing it forward. Yeah. You know, so all, like artists like that. Yeah. blow my mind yep. absolutely blow my mind and like I'll listen to them like ad nauseum but when you get that churn out cookie cutter sort of mm-hmm. you know like that's what's up. but that's yeah. but that's what we've also heard in the heavy music scene too totally it's, yeah it's it infiltrated everything yeah it's Perfectly that cookie produced. cutter of like you know like the you know, same old bands Bring Me The Horizon Architects mm. you know even The Ghost Inside like you know all that sort of stuff like where it's like they were already doing it it's, you don't have to be perfect example right. that was bring me the horizon like they basically originated the hardcore scene they started it they were well they were the first one who brought it let's put it that way they were the first one of the first ones that brought it right up the front i think i think at the time they took it and they completely changed they're like a pop band now so it's like they they even heard it and went we're not going to keep doing that I don't know what you're saying. What you're getting out of the Can we edit that part out? (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, the way that them and like Parkway were like the two big ones. For metalcore, yeah. That's what I mean. Everyone was going, bring me all Parkway. I know what you're saying. For mid 2000s, at that time, I was like, pray for plagues. And then when obviously Parkway had horizons and all that, that was like, holy shit. What is this? So then you had obviously a lot of bands that were in that era that were in like you know obviously the Australian hardcore is a massive thing. They yeah, were but you, all with that. hardcore you got Black Flag and and exactly and Bad Brains. Yeah. And, yeah, when you talk when you're talking hardcore, yeah. like that's like we're talking like you know actually newer metalcore. It's like an, yeah. Yeah. it's more metalcore yeah. than it got is it. hardcore yeah. sort of yeah. thing. Like you know like and like Anthony's right. Like you know perfect example of a band that's evolved over time is Bring Me the Horizon. They didn't yeah. just stick you to know, the gun and just go. No, yeah. we're gonna keep doing the same thing. Over and over and, and they've, over. Been, they've been tastemakers for you know like good two decades now, yeah, yeah. and like and you can't deny that. Like and their success is based on the fact that they are able to see what is going to come next or what they dictate is going to come next, and that's a, that they they have that kind of power, yeah. Like to be able to do that, right? Um, you know whether you like what they do or not, that's a completely different story. Right? Yeah, yeah. but then, but then as a result of that too, <laughs> then as a result of that, then you've got like you know three hundred thousand other bands looking at that and going, oh, I'm going to do the same thing, right? Yeah, thinking it's that so they're easy going to, to that, tailgate yeah. their success. Yeah, and it's, no. you know, people get bored. Man, I like, the I same got, thing. I got, I got, I got trapped in that. Like in all honesty, I like I got wrapped up in all that sort of stuff. It's like, easy to do, you know, trying to emulate something that's already been done, and and it wasn't until really until like you know I kind of um, heard what these guys were doing and whatnot, where I was like, all right, wow, and I need to, this is something completely new and different and interesting, and you know something that's exciting, and yeah. you know or like. I really felt like that was you know, very much a release for me to get out of that kind of trapped mindset that I was in. Yeah, you guys definitely explore um, territory in a way that a lot of people aren't doing, so kudos to you. So you guys got a couple of new songs you recorded. Chris just showed them to me in the car. They're yeah. sounding amazing. Thanks, They're not quite mixed yet, but when do you think they'll be ready to... Uh, when will they be ready? Uh, hopefully soon. <laughs> yeah, like ready, ready, ready to release. Maybe a New Year's release. Yeah, or it'll, something. it'll, February, it'll definitely be next year. We're hoping February. for like February, March kind of release. Okay. But 
as always, the planets need to align and have every, all our ducks in a row. But yeah. we are very excited, that's for sure. So what else is ahead for you in 2020? Ooh. Um, so obviously new music. Yeah. New music will definitely be coming. Um, new music and hopefully some other little uh, interesting odds and ends. Lots of shows, I'm assuming. Like you've already got yep. some shows lined up, right? Definitely, yeah, yeah that's do right. Do you have more shows for the end, before the end of the year? We do. We have one more. Um, so we're playing at the Vanguard on the 21st of December, if Ooh. I remember you serves me right, okay. which will be awesome. So we're really keen on that. Like that's one venue that we were like really wanting to play mm. um, this year. So we're stoked that we're going to be- the bands that we're playing with, like Dawn from Melbourne are like this- Four female group, straight do metal that are just like amazing to watch. Mm. They've got this Japanese band coming over from, and they're called Enough to Escape, who are like progressive doom. And then it's Comacosa as well, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. So there's, it's going to be like a great gig for us. Perfect yeah. bands to play with, perfect venue. End perfect of the year. End of year. Yeah. yeah, it'll be yeah. great to end the And it's awesome too because it's like, you know, if you look at some shows we did a few weeks ago where, the bands are much more on that kind of more abrasive, kind of grindy yeah. in your face side, yeah. and then you know, this is more probably like you know, on that psyche, down tempo, progressive yeah. thing. So it's always good to be able to, you know, have those different kind of vibes. Yeah, well, you guys sit between all those, so that's cool. You can play in these gigs. You can play yeah. in a variety of gigs. You're not just like you're not pigeonholed into one one yeah, genre. Well, which like is- uh, yesterday, it was uh, East West uh, Death Grind Fest. I um, was uh, hanging out with uh, the singer from a band called Blightworms mm. and, you know, just ended up talking and, like, they would love to sort of, you know, do stuff with this as yeah. much as we would love to do stuff with sure. them and release stuff with them. And it's... What sort of stuff are they? They're a grind. Yeah. They're, like, you know, well, what's called false grind, which <laughs> get into sub, 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 yeah, sub right. genres. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Oh, my God. Anyway, but they're, like, they're, like, they're just insanely fast mm. like the vocalist has some of the most acrid destructive vocals that I've ever heard like fell in love the first time I saw them and it's like you know here we are a, a doom slash yeah, sludge slash whatever band and and they're just this absolute assault on yeah, the senses yeah, yeah. you know and um somehow that still marries up oh yeah well, you know and it's like it's it's interesting to be able to kind of you know, float between all of that and and really kind of, um, I guess, just have experiences with other with other bands that aren't the same as us. I think I think as a like a, a live lineup to see a band like that and then to see a band like you, either before or after, it's great because you know it's like with those like what you're saying it's like just a brutal assault but then you guys come on and you're just you like you know like they can go oh and then we can breathe a bit and then whoa you know like oh maybe not oh yeah whoa you know like (laughs) (laughs) i love a mixed bill man that's uh, that's the all the i can the most all the favorite shows that we've played so far i've always you know it's you know usually still all been heavy but it's not just like hearing like Four or five sludge bands. Yeah. You know, like, because you kind of get ear fatigue. Exactly. Yeah. If it's all brutal all night, then yeah. it's like, whoa. But if it's all doom all night, you're like, I need some energy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I definitely am a big fan when it's a bit more mixed. Yeah. Um, but again, it just depends on the audience wants to hear, right? Yeah. Well, we have had a really good conversation. That was, that was epic and, and awesome. You, so thanks, you guys, for, no, for having thank us, you, man. For coming thank in. Thank you. 
Um, I want to give a huge thanks to Dave Blues of Studio Blues. Absolute legend. As usual, providing a great space for us to (laughs) have these conversations in. my children. (laughs) If you're a band um, and you need a rehearsal space or you need to record something, go to studioblues.com.au. It's B-L-E-U-S. And get in touch with Dave. Best decision you'll ever make. Yeah. This is a great place to rehearse. The hit factory. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's a great place to shape your songs. And then once you've got them in shape, Put him down. Bluesy is one of the nicest blokes you will ever meet in your life. Really is. And he's very supportive. And, and patient. He, yeah, and he provides Extremely patient. Oh, my God. He's like, dealt with chap for three <laughs> recordings. <laughs> oh, my God. And and it's not... So just, have we, though. Yes. <laughs> he's not just an Thank engineer. Thank you too much credit. <clears throat> he's not just an engineer. He's kind of a producer. Like, Absolutely. he'll kick your ass yeah. into shape in, exactly. a, in, a, in a very good way. Like, yeah. you know, it's really good. He'll, he'll bring out the best. It, you know, in in what you're trying to do, he he has a really good way of of seeing what you're trying to do, and he can picture it, and then he pulls it out of you. Yeah, it's really that cool. communication, and and that's key, especially He's like so when it comes to, to work with. Yeah, yeah. So oh, his ears, ears must be burning right now. Yeah, must we be. know you're listening. Yeah, boy, is he? Uh, okay, so we've got um, next year. We've got a lot of of great uh, guests lined up, so please stay tuned. Uh, but until then. Uh, keep supporting local music. Thanks, guys. Cheers, Rich. Thank You're you. welcome, man. Thank, Thank you. you.